Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Junior Funners, episode fifty-two. We've done a a, a full year's worth if we were if we were doing this uh, weekly. Um, so yeah, it's Junior Funners. It's the podcast. It's the only podcast about Arsenal and that, and uh, it's hosted by your two favourite lads, the Fun Boys, which is me. I'm Ollie. Hello. Good evening. How are you? And it's also Lawrence. Hey, lol, Ollie, and hey, lol, listeners. Exactly. Let's make sure this is a, another fine episode full of many mega lols, as uh, as convicted paedophile Ian Watkins used to say. <laughs> um, any Lost Profits fans out there? Let us know. Tweet us. Um, but yeah, we we we're here to talk about Arsenal and that, and uh, it's been a couple of weeks since we we last recorded, so there's a lot to catch up on. And you guessed it, it's mostly bad. So here we go with Arsenal news. And. Um, so we're kind of, we, well, we're going to be going back and forth a little bit here because as we catch up on Arsenal's uh, uh, previous fortnight or so, we're also uh, keeping one eye on the Chelsea match. Arsenal are currently playing Chelsea at the time of recording, just kicked off. Um, so presently that's nil-nil. Um, that'll probably change fairly shortly. I think, uh, it, I mean, Chelsea put a fairly strong side out. Um, They've got. Uh, I mean, I, they've probably got one eye on the uh, the FA Cup at the weekend. But I got to say, they've they've put out a, a, some heavy hitters. They're not they're not really holding back here. I mean, you know, they they got uh, Jorginho, Mount, Pulisic, Havertz um, in the in the starting eleven there. So yeah, they they clearly. I think clearly they want to get the top four done and dusted don't they i mean that's that that would they take a huge step towards that tonight if they uh if they were to beat us and that's a pretty big if yeah yeah um i don't know whether this is the correct formation but it looks like we've matched them three four uh two one or whatever the they call it yes it looks like back up bakaya saka's playing on a, on the right right as a right wing back it looks like uh both of Smith Rowe and Odegaard in behind. Yeah, I can't quite work out. I I don't quite get what that formation is supposed to be either. Because um, I don't, I, yeah, I don't, I don't trust that the way they've laid it out on the BBC Sport website here. I I, I would have thought it was a, I would have assumed it was a back four, but um, I don't know. Maybe Arteta's just thought fuck it and. He's trying a, a back three with the, the the two wing backs, you know, Tierney and Saka playing as wing backs. Yeah, who even knows anymore? Who fucking knows? They're just the it, so much uh, tinkering and changing. And I, I, we've said before, I neither of us can sort of name what the <laughs> what the kind of default first choice back four or or you know back three or back four. You know, no, no one can name what our strongest defense is. Uh, because he's changed it pretty much every yeah. match this season, so it's always good to have. Yeah, uh, oh, it does look as though on. Sorry, it, it looks on the BBC website they do say, but yeah, Bakayo Saka is playing at right wing back, so it looks as though he is going with that that uh, back three of who is it? Mar- uh, 
Mari holding in Gabrielle, yeah. So, yeah, we'll see how that goes. It's always good to constantly be changing your lineup formation, never have anything consistent. That's always a good <clears throat> thing to have in the you know, Premier League side. Yeah, consistency is overrated, I find. I mean, we, it worked so well for Unai Emery yeah. uh, when he was Arsenal manager, you know, just, just constantly chopping and changing without uh, any real semblance of a plan. Um, speaking of our former, uh, <laughs> our former manager, we, uh, we had a very bad evening uh, yes. playing against Villarreal. Well, two bad evenings uh, playing Villarreal uh, in the Europa League. So we the first leg we went two nil down within about half an hour. Was was that right? Yeah. We, we it was very quick that we pretty much gave up. Yeah, they uh, they kind of uh, tried to um, basically what the Juan Foyf, who's on loan from Spurs, uh, thought he was going to have a, yeah. have a you know have a point to prove, and they carried that ball all the way from uh, was it right back? I think just carried that ball all the way, and uh, yeah, nobody, yeah, <laughs> nobody wanted to tackle him. There was just the, the, it, it was almost like it, they'd been instructed to leave him alone, like do not tackle or get tight to get tight to to one fourth whatsoever. Uh, and as a result of that, he was allowed to just run and run and run. I think even even he looked surprised by how far he was allowed to get into uh, into our half. And um, yeah, after about five minutes, he'd uh, yeah he'd set up the uh, the, the first goal uh, for them. It was uh, Munoz who uh, who scored it. Um, uh, yeah, so that was uh, not a great start to to the game. And then it, it continued to be not great uh, on. 29 minutes when uh, we conceded from a corner, um, something that we just love to do. Uh, we've we've been doing it a lot. Um, it just, uh, yeah, nobody marking uh, Albiol at the at the back post, and he was allowed to uh, to just take his shot, and he took it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that that was that was pretty much it. We were two 0 down, and uh, it looked as though it couldn't get much worse than that. But oh boy, did it! Yeah. <laughs> The uh, just dropped my coaster that I was holding my beer on. For fuck's sake! The uh, problematic. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, carry on. The problematic uh, midfielder that I know I was, I was going to go for playmaker. Problematic playmaker. But he's not really a playmaker. But fuck it. Uh, our problematic uh, player, uh, Danny Ceballos. Yeah, playmaker makes him sound sort of useful. Yeah. Um, yes, Danny Ceballos uh, got himself a second yellow card, um, and it was. Oddly enough, it was him uh, playing out of position that allowed the first goal to be scored. So he was on another one of his just great nights in the Europa League. He seems to have saved up. He seems to save up all of his mistakes specifically for Europe. Yeah. Um, you know, he's he's had some pretty high profile blunders uh, for Arsenal uh, in the uh, in the Europa League this season. And uh, yeah, once again. Um, did not disappoint. Uh, yeah, second yellow card, at, uh, not even an hour into the game, uh, 57 minutes. Um, I thought it was odd that he wasn't substituted off at half time as a precaution because he, he got booked in the first half and he looked yeah. just not up for the game. So I thought it would have been sensible to, to make a substitute. But as we've talked about before, Arteta seems to uh, just 
not want to make any substitutes until I don't know, like the seventy fifth minute. Like he, he'll he'll wait until like you know an hour and a quarter in to the game before he makes any changes, regardless yeah. of whether things are going well or not. And it's always got to be Willian who comes on, you know, come on for uh, you know, Saka or somebody who's been uh, probably one of the better players. But uh, we've got to bring on Willian. We've got to bring. We've got to uh, justify that transfer somehow. Yep. Yeah, yeah, maybe maybe this will be the time he finally scores. Uh, I suppose it's a little bit of foreshadowing, but uh, yeah, maybe, yeah, every time he gets sort of brought on, you think, like, oh yeah, maybe this is the time that he finally comes good. And uh, so far, not yet. Um, so yeah, that kind of fucked things up um, from from that point of well, from that point of view, from that moment on. However. Um, we got a, a little glimmer of hope um, on the 73rd minute. We were awarded a penalty for the second time in the match. We were awarded a penalty earlier on in the first half, but it was then uh, rescinded after a VAR review uh, correctly spotted that Pepe had handled the Well, I say correctly. It, under the current rule, it counts as a handball. So, yeah, the, the, Pepe has, had, was judged to have handled the ball and that the penalty was rescinded. Um but this time around, it was it was legit, and Pepe stepped up and took the penalty and scored. Uh, had a another pretty decent game. You know, he's he's sort of almost the exact opposite of Danny Ceballos. He sort of seems to have done a lot of his best stuff in the the Europa League for us this season. But um, yeah, things looked a bit more positive after we after we got that goal, and then um, things looked slightly more like they might be slightly more within our grasp after Villarreal had a player sent off for a, another uh, second yellow. Uh, it was Capu, uh, was wasn't it, who got sent off yeah. um, and injured himself in the process. So that was pretty funny. He made a, a horrible tackle and like really badly like fucked up his hamstring or whatever had to be stretched off. Um, so he was on the stretcher as the <laughs> as the referee was holding the red card up. So that was that was pretty funny. Yeah, it's great uh, to see. Um, it's weird, Villarreal, to see both former Spurs and Arsenal defensive mids uh, in the same team now. Uh, it's very strange what's going on. Yeah. With um, Coquelin. It's like, oh, it's Coquelin. Oh, yeah. There he is. I remember you. You were. That's what happened to him. Why did we sell you again? Because you were all right, I thought. Why did we sell you? I think, yeah, he had one. He had one really good season, and then uh, I don't know. I, he seemed to get less good after that. But I, I mean, you look at the team we've got now. Maybe he could, st- you know, like it, is he that yeah. much worse than what we've got at the moment? You got to say, uh, probably like, not. He would have helped with um, Party, who I don't know why Arteta keeps playing him like in the second leg. But we're still on the first leg, but. He's playing him as a as a defensive mid, and it's like, mm. well, that's not. He's like a box to box. You know, he's brings that ball forward. He's good at passing. He can hit the ball. But why are you playing him as a defensive mid? Yeah, it, is, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and kind of leaving him just yeah, leaving him with so much work to do as well. Like like just leaving him on his own in front of the back line uh, with kind of just way too much work to do for the type of player that he is. While you've got you know two. Two other midfielders in front of him. That even if he does play the ball to, uh, 
it's not like they're going to go anywhere with it. You know what I mean? It, 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 it's something that was very obvious in the first and second leg um, of the Europa League semi-final was there. It's 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 definitely a tactic. Like you know, it's it's clearly deliberate. But there's just this thing where it's like any momentum uh, has to be completely sucked out of like any type of counterattack or anything that might resemble a flowing move forward. Um, any player that gets the ball in like an advanced position has to just keep the but they'll wait on the ball for other players to arrive rather than use their pace or anything to try and catch the opposition team out of shape, you know, or, or catching other players out of position. They just wait and wait and wait, and then you know they'll there'll be a couple of other Arsenal players that arrive. They'll be able to pass the ball amongst themselves, but by that point the other team will have been able to get back in their shape and, you know, they can just defend against us. They can just keep us out at arm's length. And that's it. All the urgency and the momentum of, of that attack is just immediately gone. The, you know, the the air is just completely out of the sails at that point. Yeah, it's kind of, it's the problem with um, Arteta's styles is that very cautious, very possession-based style. He does not, he doesn't seem to like, I mean, if I were to, pick either Smith-Rowe or Odegaard, I personally would pick uh, Smith-Rowe because I think he plays much quicker. The problem, unfortunately, yeah. I have with Odegaard is he's too slow on the ball, and I saw a lot of that in the Villarreal games. Just like, just too mm. slow. And, and now you understand why, unfortunately, he's not probably getting picked at Real Madrid. And it's like, uh, I'd rather... Yeah. Pick someone who's come through the club, you know, he knows how to play. It's the the, the Arsenal way, Arsenal DNA, and uh, I would rather have gone with Smith Rowe. But um, yeah, I think I don't know. He's sort of well, too, also just yeah. I mean, in general, from cooks. the younger players, there is just a overall. There's a hunger and a yeah. It's yeah. Too many uh, yeah. It, it's just oh. It, oh. it really is yeah. Everything gets like overcooked and overthought. It's a goal. Oh, is there an update? We've got breaking it's news. It's a goal. One nil to the Arsenal. Oh. Emil Smith Rowe, second goal of the season. <laughs> oh, look this, at that! Fuck you know the lads. Are, speak of the devil. We're just talking about it. this. Does feel a bit like Soccer Saturday because you're getting the updates before I am. As I said, I'm on the BBC Sport website, and they, you know they don't. Their updates tend to come through. I don't know, ten to fifteen minutes after yeah. the actual incident has occurred in the match. So, uh, so yeah, I'll probably get some info on that uh, in uh, yeah in, in about a quarter of an hour's time. But uh, wow! So Smith Rowe is uh, he's yeah he's on fire at the moment. He's got his first goal just to sort of uh, jump around a little bit. He got his first goal at the, the weekend. This, this match just gone against uh, West Brom. His first uh, league goal. He did. Yes, his. Uh I thought it was very good um, from uh, the only good thing I thought was Saka being played at left back. I mean, we, that's what we should, because Tierney's injured, just Saka is so effective in that sort of role. And he's just, and this is my problem with Ar- yeah. Arteta, he, he keeps it's- tinkering even during the game. He has to bring on Tierney. And so that stifles yeah. uh, Saka's effectiveness. And then it's like, we lost that um, dominance we had, sort of, and well, Russ Brobs sort of... I don't know about that specifically. I, I would say Tierney and Saka have played together well in, in some very important games so far this season. So I, I 
I I wouldn't I, I wouldn't necessarily criticize Arteta for that particular decision, but yeah, I I, I know what you mean overall. Yeah, there is just the the um I don't know. Yeah, just the 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 kind of deliberate um decision to just not commit to a back four to just say like, okay, these are going to be my guys. Like, yeah. you know, the, I'll, I'll, you know, I can chop and change depending on what the game may, you know, maybe calls for tactically, you know, depending on who we're playing, but the default back four is going to be, you know, these four guys. Yeah. Um, they're just, I, I don't know who it, even like, I don't know. Like, you know, we talked about like, you know, Gabrielle coming to the club is kind of like a, that was sort of like a, that was a big sign, you know. They were like, "Oh, we're, you know, we're signing a, a centre back, like you know, a proper young, promising centre back." And it's like, even he's not like a guaranteed starter at this point. Yeah, it's like, um, I mean, he's been probably our most consistent centre backs. I mean, holding and Mari seems to. I would. That's what I would go with because you got a big tall guy like Mari who seems to be like yeah become like Mertesacker almost he's like he may not have the pace but he certainly reads the game well and he's got decent um he likes to get forward yeah and he's good good uh, sort of set piece I've noticed that like he does he'll yeah he'll kind of get up to like towards the halfway line to you know to to play a forward ball and stuff so yeah that that sort of yeah is kind of Mertesacker-esque but um yeah, I'd, I, yeah, I'd say Rob Holding's probably been. I, I would agree. It probably been the most consistent. But again, I don't. I <laughs> the 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 sample size of the number of games that he's played still doesn't feel big enough to even say that confidently. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's the. Um, I don't know. There's too much of this uh, Guardiola influence on Arteta. Too much of wanting to sort of uh, replicate what he's doing. You notice whenever Arteta does a certain tactic Arteta always ends up copying it's like especially with the constant light check well yeah it's it's so stupid because it's just like he doesn't he doesn't have the team to be able to do that like like Arteta seems to have a a, his plan A is to just copy Pep I mean you're right about that like his plan A is to just copy Pep and there just isn't a plan B um and it's like plan A will never ever work because the squad just isn't good enough. There's, as we've talked about, you know, <laughs> for months at this point, there's just too many liabilities in the side. Like, you, there's just no way that they, they can they can play in that style that Man City do because Pep's got, you know, <laughs> he's got like a squad of like twenty five kind of more or less world class international players. You know, like he 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 can rotate and chop and change and. You know, a lot of their players do are very versatile and play in multiple positions. So you you know, even like the formation can be quite fluid. Arsenal is just so far off of that. Like it's just like a, you know, it's 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 like a fat guy at like a, a comic book convention trying to dress up like fucking the Joker or something. You know, it's it's just like you're you are not that. Like it's you like. I understand you're a fan and you admire it, but it's just like you look fucking stupid trying to copy it. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's the that is that I agree, and um, you know he needs to. Um, if I assume if he is staying, he needs to sort of um, branch out a bit and sort of not be it constantly. Guardiola's uh, that like that Mister Beam meme, where it's like where uh, where he's looking at the other person's uh, 
a paper where he's doing a test or whatever. It's like you've got to stop doing it. Artie. Oh yeah, you've got to you've got to go your go your own way, as as Fleetwood Mac famous famously uh, sang. Uh, you gotta you famously say you gotta gotta go your own way. You know you gotta you, find your find your own voice and not not be a parrot in 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 this uh, world. Yeah, I mean it, it goes back to something that uh, you know I've I, I've talked about before, where it's like you know maybe in retrospect, bringing in a a, a young guy that had never actually managed a club before, let alone at this level. Uh, wasn't such a that maybe that wasn't such a hot idea, you know. He, he, he is, you know, uh, he's ambitious and he's a hungry young coach, but this was probably a step too quick for him. Yeah, go manage uh, Stockport County or Scunthorpe, or uh, go manage uh, a Bundesliga club. <laughs> they always seem to be chock a block with yeah, well, hot young managers at the moment. <laughs> Who uh, you know? There's a lot of, yeah, a lot of a lot of dilf energy in the uh, in the Bundesliga at the moment. They're all so stylish. Um, they all wear such fancy. Yeah, well, you know, tra- like like clothing and trainers. They all, they've all got the drip. They do. Yeah, there's some very well dressed young managers. Um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, go to the championship. Do, you know, do like Frank Lampard. You know, like spend us at least well at least one season in the championship or something. You know, try and. Just build up, build up the experience. You know, learn at a at a, at a lower level and kind of build your way up. Um, it just, yeah, it, I, and well, so two one was the final score there um, against Villarreal. We had kind of a a, a lifeline in a, you know the away goal there from uh, from Pepe from the penalty. Um, so there was. Room for like cautious optimism uh, for the, the, the second leg. You know, we weren't, we were down, but we weren't out. You know, it, it shouldn't have been. You know, it, 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 it was very uh, conceivable that we could win one nil, and that would be enough to get us over the line into the final. Um, and then in reality, what happened is, I mean, we've we've sort of alluded to it already. Uh, it's just none of that. There, just no no urgency in the build up play. Um, just yeah, nil nil. Villarreal didn't have to play particularly well. They just played well enough to kind of keep us at arm's length. Um, Aubameyang was not involved anywhere near enough. I don't think it's necessarily his fault. Yeah, he I tried. Think there was just least. no service to him. You know, he he came. He had a couple. Yeah, of I mean, he hit moments. the post a couple of times. You know, he. Yeah, he, he. I don't think he could have done much more with the the service that he was being given. Something needed to to change. Um, and yeah, it, it, it just fuck, just so frustrating to watch because it was just like, like I said, the Arsenal's identity for so long was, you know, uh, a, a very, a very entertaining and very sort of, uh, a very efficient passing game, you know, like we were known for being able to pass the ball around really well. And we can't even do that anymore. Like we don't, we don't pass the ball particularly well. It, it's, it's just they just sort of knock it around at the back for ten or fifteen passes, uh, and then maybe maybe someone tries to play it forward, or you know they go back to Leno and he tries to hoof it upfield. Yeah. But his long kicks aren't anywhere near good enough to be able to do that. So Villarreal just end up getting the ball back, and it, it, it yeah, it, it like I said. 
no no plan B. It was a plan A that was never going to work with nothing to back it up in terms of a a, a, a secondary plan. Yeah, that's the uh, general. It's, it feels too um, routine. There's not there's no real like sort of ex- freedom there like you would see with under Wenger like players he he, he yeah. you never Wenger was never always on the touchline barking orders or shouting. It always seems like Arteta. It's almost like like a graduate development of a teacher that's like at first he was kind of cool, but now he's sort of become a bit of an asshole. He's sort mm. of he's berating everyone, he's shouting, barking yeah. at everyone. So, oh man, we thought you were cool, and now you're coming out as a bit of a dick and you're falling out with players. Yeah, it was because it was <laughs> it was kind of a cool thing to see him like, you know, uh, like like talking in all the languages, you know, like you know, he'd, he'd sort of. He give instructions to French players in French and the Spanish players in Spanish, uh, you know, and the English players in English and stuff. That was pretty cool at first, but now, like you said, it just sort of seems more and more like, um, it, more and more like nobody's listening to him, and he's just trying to, you know, he's just trying to sort of, I don't know, be heard. I guess, like it, it, it yeah. It, I realize I, I don't really know. I don't know who the like the pacey players are at Arsenal anymore, really. You know, besides besides Saka and Tierney, who you know, they seem to be the only ones that are allowed to to use their pace and you know either either run onto balls or try and run past people. Um, I don't know who's quick anymore because that just doesn't seem to be a part of the game that Arteta is trying to get them to play. Like he just doesn't want to utilize anyone's pace; he just wants them to play these short passes back and forth, you know? Yeah. I mean, Bellerin, I guess, was where well, he sort of lost his pace, sort of, and I guess Nicholas... Well, that's uh, the thing. I don't know that he has. I, I, I don't know that he has lost his pace. I think it's just, like I said, it's just not part of the way that Arteta yeah. wants to play. Because I was thinking, like, you know, we, we were talking about Aubameyang seemed to have lost a yard of pace, but then that was before we found out that he, he had malaria. Yeah, yeah. I reckon Arteta, you know, Aubameyang could still, you know, run onto balls that are played in behind and outpace people. It's just not, it just doesn't seem to be the way that Arteta wants to play. He doesn't want to utilize anyone's, anyone's yeah. pace or the, you know, the, the quickness of any of the players that he has available. Yeah, it's almost like he's, like, a few balls over, like, like if you're going to hit, like, is example, what Manchester City did against PSG, where Ed Edison hit that ball. Uh, was it to Foden? I think, mm. and they were straight in and behind, and they got yeah. that led to the goal. And it's like we've got to have a purpose. You got to if you if you are going to hit a long ball, you you got to yeah. be to draw out the opposition because the opposition now they know that we're going to sort of dawdle around at the back, so they're all going to try and press us. So if they're going to do yeah. that, why not have like a Barmyang or someone like drift out wide and try and you know exploit. Cut inside, you know, someone like Leno or whoever just hit a ball over the top, and that that will then the other team will not maybe not press it's, so much, and then they'll draw drop a bit, so yeah, you might like, have a bit room like, to play. We were, I feel like we were, <laughs> I feel like we were doing that a little bit last season. Like you remember, like you know, in the in the FA Cup in the, the semi final against City, like the the second goal that we scored was pretty much exactly that, wasn't it? It was you know, like City were were pressing, and. um I can't remember who it was, but like they ended up, they ended up, you know, playing a ball out wide to Aubameyang, um, and he just, yeah, he just, you know, managed to run past everybody and and get the second goal. Like it, that, 
that option is there, but Arteta is just completely either blind to it or is just determined not to not to utilize it. It's, it's, it's almost like you know, it's, it, it's FIFA is not real life, you know, or the Pez is not real life. You can't yeah. just every you have to like it's that it's that like. Uh, um, joke. Think of Arsenal. Always try to walk it in. Like you, literally, we cannot walk it in. So it's like, like we need some yeah. kind of urgency there. Like if they're going to come press us, try and get that ball over the top as quick as you can to like whoever. And it's like just try and at least not just try and at least just stop them pressing you so hard and just you know, as, as like a warning. Yeah, I mean, like it's. Even like players like Lacazette, it's like you know if you, you you could play a ball over the top to him, and it's like he's maybe not the quickest, but he is like he's got like a great first touch, and he is able to kind of you know smash them in. You know, like it, it's that's an option that's there as well that's just completely not being used. It, it's ugh. yeah, yeah, well, it, it, it's just it's the same fucking thing every week. It's depressing to yeah. watch. It's like. It, 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 we, luckily, we haven't been. Oh, I'm not gonna, I don't want to tempt fate, but screw it. But, you know, we haven't like had any in the last what couple of games any sort of cockups at the back so much. Like we've, but you never know. I might tempt fate now, but it's like that's what that's what other teams are relying on now. It's just oh, they'll they'll give it away. We almost did against Villarreal in the second leg. Like almost could have happened again. I was like, oh no, yeah. But, um, oh god, but, uh, I don't know. He, he either if he is staying as manager because you know with COVID and no no one's coming in, there's no the money isn't coming in through tickets and all that, so we haven't got them and all that. So they're probably penny pinching at this point. So they don't want to be sacking anybody. But if we do get any money for transfers, I mean, surely he needs to like focus on like getting players who have some pace, even if you're playing in midfield or number ten. Like mm. you need someone who has a bit of acceleration to a bit of agility a bit of turn and yeah get round the people oppressing because that's what you need now it's like can't be playing this very pedestrian very rigid yeah. football that it, he, he's doing like, yeah the you know it's the fucking it's the joke from the simpsons you know it's just you know center passes to wing back to center center yeah. holds it you know it's, it's it is just it's that like watching arsenal's build-up play is just that these sort of triangles that aren't even like triangles that end up being circles you know it's just it's just two or three players passing the ball back and forth to each other with no attempt to you know work any space or go anywhere with it It, it's it's just it's so disheartening to you know especially like i said given that arsenal's whole reputation was like you know the, the 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 wenger era of playing incredibly entertaining and attractive football we're just not even doing that anymore. It, 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 ugh, it's such a bummer. I mean, to your point, yes. I mean, the last couple of league games uh, have been mainly fuck up uh, free. I, I mean, I will say in the the West Brom match from this weekend, just gone. I mean, the goal that they scored probably shouldn't have. You know, if we were, <laughs> if we really were a, a a quote unquote big six team, you know, Pereira wouldn't have been able to run from his own half to the goal and, and score, you know, essentially, you yeah. know, he, he wouldn't have been able to get that far without anybody trying to close him down. Um, 
But I mean, it, it you know it didn't really. I mean, there was no question that we we were going to beat West Brom because they 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 seemed to just didn't have any clue on how to deal with Saka. You know, he was making run after run and cross after cross. Really, we should have won that by five or six. Um, I think we, you know, the confidence is obviously pretty low in the team right now. But I think some of it was just unlucky. Like you know, there, there's a couple of crosses he put in, and it was just like there was that one cross he put in in the second half, and it was was it um. I think it was uh, Lacazette and Smith Rowe. Like they both sort of dive for it yeah. and somehow miss both of them. Um, but yeah, I mean that was a, a comfortable win in the end, and a you know first league goals for Emil Smith Rowe. And thirty-five games in, Willian yeah. finally got a, a, a goal. He's you know the the thing that I assumed he'd be doing all season for us, you know, he took a, a, a free kick and scored, you know, a brilliant free kick and uh, put the ball in the, you know, in the, the, the top corner. And it was just, I don't know. Where's that guy been all season, man? Jesus. I was trying to find total shots he's done, but um, I couldn't really find any. <laughs> ah, damn it. Because I heard apparently that either that was his like 37th shot this season or whatever or something. I Maybe I'm wrong there, but... Jesus. Yeah, eventually he got one in the end, yeah. He, um... He's he's also, I believe, he has the most assists for us yeah. in so the weird. league this season. Um, And it's... But it, it's like, you know, I say that and it's like, I think it's like six or something. He's got like six assists. And you bear in mind that he set up I believe all three goals in the first game of the season. Yeah, <laughs> when we beat Fulham three 0 he set up all three of those goals. I think so. It's like, uh, yeah, that was that was it for him. He was like, right, I don't have to do any more. You know, I'll be right coast coast along, and um, yeah, yeah. I want. I want a big contract. I mean, uh, yeah. I was, I was reading a uh, an article on the Sky Sports website today uh, where Paul Merson was was talking about. Um, Kind of what what needs to happen next, at Arsenal. Effectively, and it's like you know, I don't always agree with with Paul Merson as, as we've talked about before. He's not necessarily the um, sharpest tool in the box, but I mean, he 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 did point out how sort of uh, under Arsene Wenger, the idea of giving a uh, like a three whatever it was a two or three year contract to a thirty two year old midfielder. Um, just wouldn't have ever happened, you know. Like that, yeah. when you think about the fact that, like, they let they let Robert Perez go because he wanted a, you know, he wanted a, a longer contract after he turned thirty, and the policy was to just offer one year contracts to, you know, to players that that turn thirty. Um, yeah, the idea that that was like one of the first signings we made in the summer, you know, to bring in to bring in Willian because I guess you know <laughs> he lives up the road I guess was was the the logic there you know he he lives nearby so yeah let's let's pay him uh you know a couple of hundred thousand quid a week um not really build the team around him but we'll just give him the you know crazy wages and uh you know yeah that's it that's a signing okay great that's we've we've done our bit then and it, it unfortunately I think when you bring someone like that in it means that younger players, we've hardly seen uh, Reese Nelson this season. We've hardly seen like who else? Is, yeah, like who could who could have played out wide? Well, Martinelli's and Martin. Well, yeah, but he got yeah, injured. I mean, you know, Martinelli's sort of not. He, he's but yeah, now that he's he's getting more game time, sort of now at this stage of the season. But 
yeah, there was there was a couple of months where it was like he was back from injury, but Arteta seemed very reluctant to use again another very quick player that is not allowed to use his pace. Um, but yeah, I know what you mean. It, yeah, it's it's weird to kind of bring it when you've got like options, of, you know, players that can play out wide that are coming through, uh, you know, through the the youth team. To yeah, uh, to yeah, to to bring in a guy like Willian just seems baffling. I think it's just because. He's uh, mates with David Luiz, and I think he's and he's setting up like a few businesses in London or whatever. He's got something going. I can't remember what it was, but yeah, probably. Yeah, he's got he's got a side hustle on. He's opening up a opening up a vape shop. Yeah, he's going to be doing something like he's going to have like it would probably say, anyway. I just think this is this is not the Arsenal way. Damn it, we are about bringing in young talent with have energy and want and des- a desire and passion all those things that they always say on match of the day you've got to have passion you've got to have desire it's like i don't want someone just to you know yeah collect a paycheck it's like another urza we've got another urza we thought we got we got rid of urza we got another one is just hanging on i mean yeah we got we got quite a few urzals it seems at the moment like it's yeah it, there's a, a lot of um yeah a lot of players that are just happy to to just collect the check basically um and i think it's it is very telling that you know the 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 players that play most positively are the the you know these younger players but it means that there's an undue amount of pressure on them you know they shouldn't we shouldn't have to be counting on them week in week out to make things happen yeah but you know i think some of them and maybe it's kind of like a test some of them i think kind of like that bit of uh, pressure on them, you know. They want to go out and show everyone that they that they they should be at this mm. club, you know. And I, I like that. I want to see that. But I think, yeah, the the only problem is that when younger players like that, it you they do need protection, in, in you know, in, yeah. in some yeah. respects, just from the you know from injury, because otherwise you end up with like you know, like Jack Wilshire, you know, players that just um, that yeah, yeah. want to play every minute of every match and kind of you know rush back before they're fully fit to you know to to prove themselves and stuff. Um, but yeah, it, I yeah, and then it's also I the I think we talked about it in the last episode. The decision to to loan out Joe Willock uh, yeah. seems to have just completely <laughs> backfired now. Um, given <laughs> God, how stu- great just, move you loan out all I mean. Yeah, Joe Willock, uh, Torreira, Guendouzi. Uh, I know they've been a bit problematic, Guendouzi, but and uh, Maitland Niles, you know, all these players that we could have had mm. in our midfield. I mean, I know we've had problems yeah. with Guendouzi, but god damn, would have at least maybe helped relieve the pressure of yeah, and not have Xhaka in midfield all the time, giving the ball away for the umpteenth time. And anyway. yeah, yeah. It, um, yeah, so I mean, I, I I hope we don't sell him in the summer because again, it's like oh, we got like you know a, a hungry young player that's you know that that wants to do well and is able to kind of make things happen. Um, it, yeah, it would be nice. It would be nice to have to have him as an option in the team at a time like this. But uh, oh wait, there's yeah, a, fuck me. It's um, there's a player at Real Batiste that. Supposedly Arteta is uh, who likes. He just looks he just looks like a, another jacker, but not in terms of uh, making mistakes. But he's just a midfielder who can make those big long balls 
at wide. What was his name? Uh, Guido, Guido uh, Rodriguez plays for uh, Real Betis. He's just another midfielder. Mm. He puts a hard tech in. He, you know, long, long pinging balls type of thing. He's just another Xhaka, really. It's like, is this what we're going to do? We're going to sell Willock yeah. probably and Maitland Niles just to make up the funds and if we can get this guy who we don't know anything about. Is he going to get. Yeah, it's just further, further. Yeah. The, uh, the identity, the core nucleus of those young I think, yeah, I mean, it's gone. Anyway, it's great. I love this. It's such a great. The other, um, it's fantastic. It's I, I, I applaud this bold new strategy of, uh, you know, just <laughs> uh, taking gambles on just signing players that uh, no one's heard of, um, and you know, paying insane amounts of money for them. Uh, and financing that by selling any promising young players we might have, you know? It's great. It's, great. it's a winning strategy. We love it. We love it here at Arsenal. Big club mentality, you know? You know, it's just how it's, how it's you know, you've got, you've got to make sacrifices in order... Elite big club mentality. got to make them sacrifices, of which you never get to the top. Yeah. Speaking of elite big club mentality, um, we're going to congratulate uh, Man United on uh, winning the Europa League. <laughs> yep, congrats. Um, congrats. I mean, I say that jokingly now, but I mean they are. I, I mean they they're going to win it, aren't they? I mean it, it would well, it would be great if um, Unai Emery kind of does us a favor and and ends up stopping them from yeah. uh, from winning. I would. I. But, I I'll be That's rooting for. Uh, I would have thought. Obviously, I'll be rooting for Villarreal. You know, even though I did, I make I called Emery Dick Emery because of you know what happened. But uh, you know, look, it's, it's Man United, <laughs> okay? Now that's a timely reference. Yeah, and uh, you know, I want you to beat Man United. I hope you beat Man United. So like if we lose to the winners, then you know it, it'll take the embarrassment off a bit, I yeah. guess. But and uh, but yeah, yeah, I, no shame in that. I wanted to talk about uh, the United fans uh, breaking into their own ground, uh, having a having a having a strop because they didn't want Man City win the league. <laughs> yeah, that that was um, very very funny. It, it's yeah, just the like the the gif of the guy like tapping his head, being like, you know, can't yeah. <laughs> can't hand City the title if there's no match. You know, it's just yeah, they. Two and it, the numbers again are insane. Like how I don't, <laughs> I don't understand how the security at Old Trafford is that lax that two hundred fans can just break into the stadium and run onto the pitch with like you know with flares and shit. Like that's that's insane. They were protesting their owners. Like you just you're going to come second. Yeah, you're going to win a trophy. This probably <laughs> it's like, oh, but our clubs be run really badly. Five hundred million yeah. in debt. And it's like, well, you could you could probably make that money back by selling Pogba or selling David De Gea or selling I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> you know. This- yeah, it's like, I, yeah, at least like, yeah. I mean, <laughs> the 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 total that they've spent on you know Pogba, Harry Maguire, and Lukaku would cover at least half of that, surely. Yeah. I mean, you know, that that's at least that's probably two, the best part of two hundred and fifty million quid right there. Yeah. Um, it's like, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's it's incredibly funny that they would, yeah, they <laughs> they chose that moment to uh, to to protest it, and then it's you know now it's just sort of like there's all this stuff about like oh the fit, how can they be expected to play this many games in you know 
three games in five days or whatever it is. And it's just like, well, that, that, that's their stupid fans fault. Like, that's like, you know, it's like, oh, how can the Premier League like make, make Man United play this many matches? And it's just like, well, they didn't. You know, they, they had a scheduled match that they were supposed to play that had to be cancelled because, A, Man United's stupid fans decided to invade the stadium, and B, the security at Old Trafford wasn't good enough to stop them from doing it. They couldn't, you know, because this was a couple of hours before kickoff time, they weren't able to, like, confirm that the area had been cleared and secured in time for kickoff. So it's just like, it, you know, it's like, this is... <laughs> blaming the Premier League for it just seems fucking like you, you're kind of overlooking the Occam's razor element here where it's just like this is Man United's fault right I mean yeah. it, it's it, it, everything would have just but, gone ahead as planned this is their fault but Man United are the best club in the world with the best players surely it doesn't matter you could be playing the game every day you'll win because you're Man United you're the best team in the world every player wants to play for Man United it's true you're a global brand and you know it is cra- yeah. I mean, I, you, I was thinking there, about there this, are, like, you know, looking at the, uh, you know, sorry, sorry. You, you carry, you when carry. you when you look at like Man United Twitter, it's it's crazy that they, uh, it's crazy that like all the best all the best players in like every every position, uh, in it, it, all the best players in every position in Europe, um, just happen to play for Man United. Like, is, yeah. isn't that that's wild, isn't it? That's that's such yeah. a crazy coincidence. Yeah. I mean, you know, like I, I didn't know that Alex Tellez was the the best left back uh, in Europe, but apparently he is. Luke Shaw is getting much uh, ignored by Gareth Southgate. Doesn't he realise that he is the best left back there is ever to have donned uh, England shirt because he plays for Man United? He's the best. Yeah, he's Luke Shaw is is the best left back that uh, looks like a rugby player. Um, yeah. Or that look, no, it doesn't look. It looks like a it looks like a guy that like uh, the uh, a guy that shows up to rugby matches in like the full rugby kit. You know, he's like a full kit wanker, yeah. but for rugby, um, <laughs> that's Luke Shaw. I will say, actually, I will say Luke Shaw is is I, credit where it's due. He has had a, a, a very good season, and you know it, th- that is from an England point of view, it is kind of nice given that he had that you know that horrible. Um, leg injury um a, a few seasons ago um but yeah the idea again that sort of uh that need for an underdog status by from man united fans of like you know gareth southgate's got he has to include him in the squad if he doesn't he doesn't know what he's doing it's just like yeah he probably will put him in yeah. the squad like calm down like he's gonna be in the squad fucking calm down like don't like stop trying to preemptively act like you've been snubbed personally by this it's like you know as I was saying, you know, Man United, a global institution. They're they're an institution in this country. You know, they're they're, they're like Stonehenge, and and Westminster Abbey. Yeah. And uh, you know, if, if you if you, if you look through history, if you look through the British history, archaeological history, the earliest people in this country were Man United fans. You know, it was the Ice Age, right? So they used to it's say, true, yeah. They used to say glaciers out because it was it was the Ice Age. <laughs> That's that's why we haven't recorded an episode in two weeks because you you had to work. I on had that, that like joke. You were, you were I was making a to... drink, hot drink in the morning. <laughs> yeah, I was like, to... I was sitting. I was like, I've got this joke. Uh, glaciers out because. But it, it's true because that 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 tradition of you know that that tradition of Man United fans being like you know like 
you know, like knuckle dragging, mouth breathing, uh, you know, like kind of um, just just ugly, barely, uh, big, barely verbal. Yeah, ugly kind of like barely uh, verbal cavemen continues to this day. You know, it continues. Yeah. You know, to, to this day, that's you know, you'll see Man United fans up and down the country that, that are continuing that proud tradition of just being like a a big stupid ugly caveman. <laughs> It's like at least wear a mask so that a you know is safety you know, is the rules manage you know, wear a mask plus no one can see your ugly ass face yeah and uh, you know yeah it's I, it was like it reminded me um, of like seeing so we've yeah sorry it just reminded me of seeing like the kids around where I live breaking into the school and like jumping on the roof and you can see them all in their tracksuits with their head. That's what it reminded yeah. me of. It's like, it's like you're breaking <laughs> your own ground. What are you doing? Yeah. It, uh, yeah. It, it's just, just all round kind of, uh, you know, uh, just one of those things where it, 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 it's, it's so funny when it's not your club, you know? And like you said, it's like, what exactly are they protesting really? You know they're gonna they're gonna finish that. second. They're they're gonna yeah they're they're gonna finish second. They they're you know they're they're going to be in the Champions League next season, and they're probably gonna win the Europa League this season. Um, you know they've got that Cavani signed a new contract. He's gonna stay there. Also, isn't that isn't that um, amazing? You know that he's like uh right right around the time that his contract situation needed to be resolved um he suddenly started scoring loads of goals isn't that amazing weird? Isn't that's it? so weird that happens every time it's so strange that's just so, exactly that's just yeah coincidence yeah mm. <laughs> when Huge Pogba, coincidence. when Paul Pogba was uh Oh, he might be out. Yeah, he's got his his manager's his, his agent was like yeah, he's definitely he'll be going. He'll be going next season. All of a sudden he's Bloody assist king! He's making goals. He's just on fire, and then yeah, yep. They get that contract, yep, and then again, best player in Europe. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's pretty. He's pretty. He's pretty. He's a standout. He's he's a elite level player. Great, great. Player. Yeah, so reliable. Just you know, if there's one thing that Paul Pogba is, it's consistent. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, well, we we've we've sort of gone we've gone pretty hard on the uh, the the Man United trash talk. I think as a you know, kind of as a, a deflection tactic, yeah. really, you know, yeah. because it's so depressing to talk about Arsenal. It's, but you know, just for balance, you know, this is coming from a place of uh, <laughs> you know, th- this is coming from a place of uh, I you know, uh, whatever you want to call it, jealousy or whatever. Uh, but, cope um, harder, uh, yeah, cope harder, Arsenal fans. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. We're yeah. Just, exactly. It's it's yeah. It's major cope from us. Um, I just like having yeah. a laugh at uh, when they do something stupid. It's just look. If you're gonna do something stupid, I'm gonna make fun of it. All right. If you know, don't keep feeding me. Yeah. Don't keep feeding me funny stuff to make fun of you with. It's you know. Yeah, you can't keep you can't keep lobbing these softballs and not expecting us to you know whack them out of the park. You know. Yeah. It's not like. This is out of nowhere. Enough. Yeah. How dare they? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's surprising nobody, Man United fans, doing something stupid. Um. <laughs> what I kind of found quite funny was... Sorry. What I found quite funny was when we did our episode on who will should not be named, 
we weren't they? And uh, that on um, mm. iTunes, that the, the download little has a little bar of how many people have listened or whatever. It's like pegged. At, it's like full full bar. It's like oh, someone's been listening to this. I don't know whether this is like uh, United fans. <laughs> United fans found our podcast. I don't know whether we're on a list somewhere. They'll be after us. And they're like. I think, well, I mean, if they did, they kept very quiet about it. You know, I feel like we would have gotten a lot more, um, we would have gotten a lot more, you know, death threats and doxing and so forth. If, uh, if, if that, if, 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 if Man United fans had found it, I think what's more likely is that Goldbridge probably searches his own name because (laughs) obviously he does and found it. And, um, you know, just, just had to listen to say what, you know, what we were saying about him. There's so many things wrong I said about him. I said he was a Twitch streamer. I was like, uh, he's just a guy on YouTube and whatever. <laughs> I was like, damn, I sound like such an idiot. <laughs> In general, but on that episode. I thought, does he not? Does he not? He doesn't. So he doesn't stream on Twitch. I thought he did stream I, on Twitch. Yeah, I thought he did. But it just, on, it just on YouTube. Maybe he does now. I have no idea because I don't really keep up. You know, I've been, I've been hmm. do, being very good at not following what he's been up to. I only... Only that one time last week. Only that one time, just on that Sunday, just to see what he said. It was hilarious. He compared Man United yeah. to Stonehenge and Westminster Abbey, and that was just amazing. <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, it's um, that I, that is just such a like, just such a galaxy-brained take of just like yeah, it, it, Man United are. Man United are as synonymous with British life, you know, as as British culture as Stonehenge, Westminster Abbey. Like uh, you are, you are (laughs) like it's like it's like rats. You know, you're never more than what three meters from a Man United fan. Yeah, there's always one everywhere you go. Yeah, (laughs) it's true. Yeah, yeah. Even if they don't look like it, it's uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, half time at Stamford Bridge. Uh, Arsenal still one nil up. Looks as though that's a pretty slender lead. Looking at the stats here, I mean Chelsea have been yeah, they've, they've been well Chelsea, in control. Sixty three percent possession, eight shots, three on target for Chelsea. Only only two shots for Arsenal, one on target. Yeah. We like efficiency at Arsenal. Thirty seven percent possession. I mean, yeah, we're, we're yeah we're efficient in that regard. <clears throat> Um. Yeah. Was there was there any other uh, Arsenal news to to well, kind of catch up on? I mean, I think um, Balogun signed a Dennis- new contract. I think that's about the. Oh yeah, well, yeah. That, I think that's since we last talked. Yeah, yeah. So that's been resolved. Yeah, another promising young striker. Um. Yeah, we've signed him up for for the next few years. So that's that's a, a positive move. Um. I think it was Dennis Bergkamp's birthday. Yesterday or the day before, I saw on on Facebook. Um, yeah. He's, um, I think that's that's pretty much it. I mean, it, he's part of that campaign with Henri and uh, was it Vieira as well with Daniel Ek from Spotify to try and take over. But, yeah, yeah. I don't know if it'll happen. I yeah. Just, uh, oh, and uh, yeah, Jens Lehmann got himself in some hot oh, water yes. for uh, saying got sacked, <laughs> saying something racist. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. Uh, um, oh well, yeah. That's uh, yeah, pretty pretty bad. Um, I'm gonna take a, a yeah, quick break, and we'll come back. And I think by that point, it'll probably be the uh, second half will have started. So we'll bring you that and more, maybe. Anyway, 
Back in a sec. And we're back. Um, second half uh, in the uh, in the Chelsea match now. Uh, still 1-0 to Arsenal. Looks like Chelsea are trying to uh, turn the heat up. But um, yeah, if it sounded like we went to the break rather abruptly then it's uh because i needed to uh, i needed a poo uh so yeah sorry but um couldn't uh couldn't be helped you know um so right let me just because there was a, a couple of things i wanted to um talk about i mean well we didn't we haven't mentioned that man city are, are, are champions we haven't mentioned that they've they've won the title so even despite the man united fans best efforts um Man City did end up winning the title. Uh, not this weekend, just gone because they lost to Chelsea and Aguero took that uh, really funny penalty uh, that <laughs> it just looked really awful. Um, I don't know what it is about Man City. Like they, they don't. They're just really bad at like they, they don't. Uh, Aguero's like their first choice penalty taker, but even he's not that good at them. Yes, yeah, it's a very odd one. It feel feel kind of bad about Aguero because he's like he's really good he'd be really good for us I'd like to have him at Arsenal but um yeah I mean yeah. we're but talking about like how stupid it was we're talking about how stupid it was to sign a 32 year old that's out of contract but like you know if it's Aguero yeah. come on <laughs> like you know it's it, yeah. you, you make an exception for him I mean it'd be great to have him in, in any side more meant like prime Aguero maybe what eight, eight or six years ago maybe or you know what? You know what I mean, listeners. Yeah. You know, having Prime Aguirre is—he's still good though. Yeah, like he has to, you know, come on against. Was he? Did he start against Palace? I can't remember. But he, um, I don't think he's. I think he's. Mm. I don't think he, he had to um, think he came on as a sub or whatever. I mean, I'm not. Maybe I'm not remembering things exactly now. I can't remember anything that happened a week ago or two weeks ago. But then he gets that goal, and it's like he shows his quality. All he does is one touch, and then immediately just. Straight up, hit, uh, laces it straight into the top of the net. That's like that's the quality he brings. And why yeah. is it Guardiola won't yeah. pick him for the big games? It kind of annoyed me that it was a weird role reversal when it was Man City PSG because it was like Man City are now playing sort of deep and trying to play on the counter, and PSG are the ones that are trying to you know keep the ball play out from the back. And, it was just a weird role reversal in that game, but um, yeah, uh, I. Why he doesn't go with Sterling or Aguero seems... for big games anymore? I don't know. I don't understand it. Yeah, it's, it's Aguero. I understand maybe because he's leaving in the summer, but I don't know. Yeah, you'd you'd feel like at least one of them has to play in in every big match. Surely the City are playing, but I don't know. It, it, like we were saying earlier. The city squad is big enough and, and deep enough to, you know, he can kind of chop and change around as much as he wants. Um, the thing I'm trying to find is not loading. It looks as though uh, it's been taken down, which is very annoying. Um, basically, there was a there was a feature on the Sky Sports News website um, about which Arsenal players uh, they should keep and which ones they should get rid of, and there was uh, like a interactive poll you go through like the whole sort of arsenal first team squad and uh you know choose whether they should stay or whether they should go 
um, and then you could see kind of the results of you know that other people had um, had, had had put there. It was, a, it was when I checked last, there was just shy of about seven thousand people that had, that had done it. So it's a pretty good, um, you know, a, a pretty good sample size. Um, and I was going to go through it with you and see if you agreed with it. However, uh, it seems to have. Oh no! Now it's lo- okay. Thank okay. Now it's finally oh, yeah. loading. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, We'll just uh, yeah. So this is sort of I guess it's in lieu of us doing a uh, a quiz for for this week. Um, <laughs> so um, so I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll ask you about the specific player, and then we'll see if your response is in line with uh, with you know the majority of of the other fans. So we'll start with the uh, the, hey, the number hey, one. It looks as though uh, well. How do we know it could be like Spurs people and United people trolling the uh, you know game in it you know, or whatever. Uh. Well, it looks as though at this point there's about forty five thousand responses on each one. So, even if there are some trolls in there, I would say that's probably it's it's probably a big enough sample size at this point, right? Okay. To kind of to give like a decent indication, I would say. I, I don't looking at these results. I don't think they're they don't look particularly skewed to me. Okay. Right. Okay. So you yep. you're satisfied with the okay. the authenticity yeah. and the yeah. integrity you know, of, um, of these. Um, I'm always about okay. it's making sure that it's, you know, legit. You want yeah, you wanna you famously wanted to stop the steal. You uh you <laughs> you, you backed uh, President Trump God. to uh to no, and, not, and Rudy Giuliani to uh Oh that this I'll go I've gotta veer <laughs> off now. Is that true that they wanted to book the four seasons hotel but ended up going to a four seasons total landscaping? Which is something completely different. It's yeah, which was, it looks so cheap and which I like, believe. What the fuck are they doing? It, <laughs> yeah, it's um, yeah. Rudy Giuliani was on like a real hot streak because that was like a couple of weeks after he uh, after the Borat movie came out, where you know there's all the stuff with him uh, trying to fuck that 15 year old, and um, and I believe it was also around the time that he gave that. He gave that press conference where his hair dye was like yeah. melting all down his face. So that was just, just yeah, a real a real hot streak there for uh, for Rudy Giuliani. And I, I think I'm right in saying that Four Seasons Total Landscaping is either next door or a couple doors down from uh, <laughs> uh, from a sex shop, like a like a dildo store. Um, so yeah, that's funny. Sort of you know imagining all these. Uh, all these like big political journalists and correspondents having to like walk past a fucking uh, dildo store to to get to this landscaping place uh, to listen to Rudy Giuliani talk about how the election had been stolen. Um. Anyway, yeah. So uh, we'll we'll go through the uh, the Arsenal squad. And we'll let's, see. Let's uh, see. I was not for that. With, um, I was not for the uh, stop the steal. I were- <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Looks like we got an update. Oh, oh fuck. God. Oh, God. Oh, no. Christian oh, God. Pulisic ah. has, yeah. uh, has equalised for Chelsea. Oh, hopefully it's been... Goal cancelled. Goal cancelled. Hang on. There we go. Oh, you got an update saying goal cancelled. Goal cancelled. VAR. Oh. To say what it was, uh, say what it was cancelled for? No, it just, it just... Unfortunately, with the Sofa Score app, it doesn't give you the whole details. Um, it just says. Let me. Um, I'm just going to take a quick look at the. Um, oh yeah, just said, yeah. I was looking at the the Premier League app, but it just says VAR decision no goal. Yeah. Okay. 
Okay, his so elbow survive, was offside uh, or something. Probably, yeah. His his uh, his nutsack like bounced in his shorts into an offside position. Um, so anyway, yeah. Keep keep or axe is the name of the the feature. Uh, so uh, we'll see what uh, yeah we'll see 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 what your opinions are versus the uh, the rest of the Arsenal fan base. Uh, so we'll start with the the number one, uh, Burned Leno. You want to keep him or uh, axe him? I'm going to... Uh, um, oh, oh, I'm going to be here all night. It was the first question. Oh, my God. Um, I'm, <laughs> I don't think he's... I mean, not all of them are going to be this hard, but... I'm, um, I don't think he's that bad a keeper, but not really good enough for title winning, I don't think. Uh, I'd probably say X. You, would you be happy to keep him as a, a second choice goalkeeper? Maybe if he was second choice, but we've got Matt Ryan now, who I think is yeah. in many ways just as good. And I think he's probably better as distributing the ball. I think he's much better on the ball. So I think I would X Burn Leno. Yeah. So okay, so you want you want to sell Leno? Get yeah. rid of him. Yeah, let's go. Okay. Um, well, interestingly, about about two thirds of, uh, of of the people disagree with you here. Sixty three point one percent want to keep him versus the thirty six point nine percent that would say sell him. I would be in agreement with you. I would say get rid of him. Um, I I think we could do better. I mean, if we if you know. If we if we were in a position where we had kept uh, Martinez and made him number one, I think Bern Leno would probably have been a fine backup to him. Yeah, um, yeah. but I don't. Th- he's not uh, like you said. He's not like a world class title winning goalkeeper. I don't feel confident when he's uh, no. when he's on the ball or when he's got to distribute the ball from the back. His long his long balls, you know, his kicking is. Uh, consistently <laughs> underwhelming. So yeah, I, I would agree with you. I'd, I'd say get rid of him. Um, speaking of Matt, Ly- uh, Matt Ryan, um, who's currently on loan from, uh, from uh, Brighton. I was going to say Birmingham for some reason, uh, on loan from, from Brighton. Um, what would you, what would you say uh, there? Yeah. Keep or, or send You want to send him back? Do you want to send him back to, uh, to Brighton? No, no, I, I was keep, I'll say keep. Cause uh, I think he's, I think he's all right. He's, the games he's played so far. Um, right. Yeah, I uh, yeah, it looks. I I would agree. I think yeah, the the couple of games that he's played where he's sort of not kept a clean sheet uh, was not his fault. You know, he's he's not at fault for the the games that we've lost uh, where where he's played. Um, and I think yeah, he, he's got a sort of slender majority there that want to keep him. Uh, fifty fifty six point seven percent want to uh, to keep Matt Ryan. Um, then we've got our, our third choice goalkeeper, uh, runner Alex Runnerson. And all the games he's played, he's been pretty bad. So I would probably say, yeah, X. <laughs> Another one of those random signings that, yeah, you, I don't know what he was thinking. Whether he thought he'd be a good kind of uh, sweeper keeper or good on the ball, but he's been pretty bad. Uh, nah. And I don't. It's just not fair on him yeah, to be he, third choice. Like, go back to the French league or wherever you know somewhere. Yeah, where you can find your find your level. You know, you're not. You're not. Sorry. Yeah. Nothing personal. He's just not good enough for the Arsenal. Bye bye. 
Yeah, um, overwhelmingly, uh, the, uh, the, the people agree with you there. 82.6%, uh, want, uh, want Alex Runnison gone. So yeah, it's, it's, unfo- I mean, it's, it's harsh, but you, you're, you're absolutely right. You know, the games he has played in, uh, which is not that many, but he hasn't looked particularly good. Um, he's kind of not. I wouldn't even say he fits in the category of kind of being young enough to have that, like you know, like looking like he's got the potential to be good either. Um, so yeah, I think it, yeah, move him on. He'll probably yeah, like you said, go back to the French leagues or maybe maybe somewhere in the Championship or something. Um, next up, we've got we've got the skipper, we've got the captain, Pierre Emerick Aubameyang. Uh, you want to you want to keep him or sell? Well, him? I think unfortunately, I'm well. There's part of me that kind of thinks logic. It probably be best we should it's well that's hindsight can't really say oh I should have sold him and now I understand why he's probably not had a best season probably for personal reasons and malaria family issues so I would say yeah. I would say that keep him because he's pretty he's still got it he's pretty he just needs time to just get back in the zone and you know regularly playing or whatever I'd say yeah he's he's one of the few one of the few players in the team that would count as a like a, a big game player, you know, given that pretty much all of our big games so far this season we've fucked up miserably. Um, but he's one of the few players that you would need going into any kind of any kind of big match, you know, where there's a lot at stake. Um, you, you you would need him. Um, not a not an overwhelming majority, but he's got a he's got fifty fifty eight point seven percent. Uh, of, of the fans want to keep uh, Aubameyang, um, which is, I, pfft, yeah, I mean, like you said, you know, being pragmatic, he's had a lot going on, uh, on and off the pitch uh, this this season. So I think you can kind of forgive him for not having the the, the best um, the best season of his career. But yeah, forty one point three percent reckon we should cash in on him, and there is, I suppose, there is that kind of devil's advocate. Argument that could be made, you know, we could cash in and use that money uh, to sort of reinvest into the squad. But would you just it just know I mean, they're not going to spend it properly? I don't trust. I'm not sure. I trust exactly. Like yeah, right it's like yeah, reinvesting would ha- would mean that it like it would have to. We would need another kind of striker in his mold, um, which I feel like, as you rightly say. I don't trust Arteta or the board to uh, to, to sign. Um, looks as though there's been a substitution for or for both sides uh, in the uh, in the Chelsea match. Um, our Giroud. boy Olivier Giroud is on for Kai Havertz. Yeah, and what um, a signing! We got uh, Hector signing, Bellerin yeah. on for for Saka. Boy, what an impact this Kai Havertz has! It's um. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he's he's his last couple of games he's been looking better, but yeah, I mean, for all of the kind of hype around him, um, yeah, uh, I you if we had you signed have expected him more, if we had signed um, him, they anyway. would have been saying he's shit. <laughs> you just know if we had signed him. Yeah, well, you know, if we'd signed him, he'd be playing. He'd be playing in this current Arsenal team. So he probably, he probably would have been worse if we'd seen yeah. him, you know, he'd be playing a lot worse if he was playing for Arsenal than if he was playing for Chelsea. Yeah. Anyway. Um, anyway, yeah. we got, um, so next up we got, uh, Kieran Tierney. You want to keep or sell? Keep. Kieran Tierney. Keep. 
I was going to say, don't even really need to ask. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, 96.5% want to keep Kieran Tierney. Um, I think that might be the highest of of any player. Um, Oh, no, there's... No, yeah, uh, yeah. I think that's that's the highest of of any player by uh, only a, well point three of percent. But yeah, yeah. Obviously, keep Kieran Tierney at all costs. He's one of the few the few bright sparks this season. Keep him. Make sure he stays fit. Um, and yeah, probably is going to be a, a, a future captain. He's 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 a born leader. You can see it. Um, next up, we got Gabriel. I would say mm. you know we've. We've had our question marks over Gabriel, uh, but what do you what do you reckon? Um, um, I, I'm gonna say, I'm, I don't know. I, I, I'll say keep because he's still quite young for a centre back, and he's yeah, you know, he, he's contributed mm. some goals here and there. He just with better yeah. hope, with better coaching, maybe he wouldn't make. So many rash tackles and mistakes and things. I think yeah, that's that's the key. So some better coaching and like a just a steady partner. I think that's that's so much of like what makes a great centre back is that there there needs to be some consistency. You know, they usually are they usually alongside another player that complements them. Um, as we were saying earlier in the show, like there is a I, I I wouldn't say that there's a definitive partnership between any of the players at, at center back for for Arsenal so yeah I think yeah I I would say yeah give him another season um to see if he does improve after that you know if 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 he's still if this is as good as he's going to get uh then then yeah I'd say sell him at the end of next season but yeah I mean you know and that seems to be the consensus at 84.3% out of people want to want to keep Gabriel, so it does feel like there's there's more more to uh, that he that he's got more to offer. Um, next up on the uh, on the chopping block, we got Pablo Mari. What do you reckon? Keep or keep uh, or sell Pablo Mari? I, I I'm pro Pablo Mari. I I like him. I like. Him. Yes, you're a you're a Pablo fan. I, I like Pablo. He's pretty good. I, I you know he may not have pace, but he's got you know. He reads the game well. I think he does a lot of good, you know, gets in the good positions. He clears, you know, he's, he's, I think he's all right. And he's pretty decent on the ball. Good mm. passing, but yeah, he's all right. Yeah. He's got good height. He is, uh, he's got, he, he, yeah, a, a good, a good pass uh, on him. Uh, yeah. Good, good pass with the ball. Um, yeah. I mean, again, that seems to be the consensus. Uh, 62.9%. So, uh, nearly, nearly two thirds there. Want to want to keep Pablo. Um, next up, Hector Bellerin. Now, what, now this, uh, this is the one. This could I, be controversial. I'm I am unfortunately going to say sell because I just don't really think he's. I just don't get it. I don't get what people see in him. I just sorry. I don't think he's all that great. I'm sorry. I would rather sell him. That's my controversial opinion. Though. I think. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, I think all that he's got going for him at the moment is that he's been at the club for a long time. <laughs> yeah, um, there doesn't seem to be. You know, he, he was he was at the club very very young, um, so he's probably been at Arsenal for like ten years or something at this point. Um, but yeah, I I'm I'm with you. I I wouldn't be able to definitively state 
what it is that he offers the team that nobody else does. Um, he's got some pace. Every now and then he'll he can put in like a decent cross, but we've got we've got other decent crosses of the ball. You know, we've we talked about Saka. We've you know we've talked about how good uh, Callum Chambers has been since he came back into the side, and how you know how um, kind of deadly some of his his crossing and, and final balls have been. You know, we've got Cedric, who's very good at crossing the ball. Um, I, yeah, I, I don't, th- I, I no longer consider Hector Bellerin a uh, an essential kind of lock to start. You know, for for the starting eleven week in week out. I think there are probably better options. So um, that also is uh, the that is the majority agree with us. It's bang on seventy five percent. So seventy five percent on the nose. Uh, want to see Hector Bellerin sold, and again, that could be. I mean, that because that could be a, a good way to to get some money invested back in the squad. I would imagine that you know he could command a fairly high uh, transfer fee. You would have thought, given yeah. his uh, his pedigree and caliber, and the type of teams that would be likely to sign him would be the ones you know. He's been linked with PSG. He's been linked with Barcelona. Teams that love to throw around stupid amounts of money. Um, I can, I can so that see could be a way to get some money to reinvest back in the squad. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Um, you know, as given that we're not going to get any money from playing in Europe, uh, that could be a good way to, uh, to, to make some, some quick cash. Um, next up, you know, I don't even really need to ask Bakayo Saka, keep or sell. Uh, uh, or sell. <laughs> joke, joke. Uh, keep cause, uh, we saw some, <laughs> uh, He's our son. Yeah, exactly. Okay. We're going to sell our son. beautiful son. Yeah, he's, he's not for sale. Uh, you can't buy our son. No. Sorry. Um, yeah, 96.2%. So if it's similar to Kieran Tierney, I think Tierney was, yeah, 96.5%. Saka, 96.2%. Um, yeah, definitely have to keep him at all costs. Uh, next up, Rob Holding, um, who we were talking about earlier. Mm. What would you say, keep or sell? Uh I, I'm going to say keep because I, I think he could be a future, never potential captain as well. I think he's got a bit of that. He's got a bit of that tenacity about him. Yeah, I, like I would him. say, I like yeah, he, he seems to have some leadership qualities. Um, yeah, again, difficult to. <laughs> Difficult to sort of know too much just because he's none, as we were saying, none of the defenders have had kind of a very consistent run in the side. But yeah, I'd, I'd like to, I'd like to see him stay. Um, 58.4% also agree with us uh, that, uh, that yeah, he, he should be kept. Um, next up, Callum Chambers, uh, we just mentioned. Uh, uh, what do you reckon? We, uh, we're going to keep him or sell him? I, I would like to keep him as well because I think he, yeah, he's got, He's got energy. He actually works hard. He gets forward, and, and he's he's just all over. He gets everywhere. I like him. He's very and he can play in centre back, right back, or even I think he can play in defensive mid as well. So he's got you know a bit more. I think that was yeah, that was where he started. I, I believe was as a as a sort of a you know defensive kind of central midfielder. Um, I I agree. I I think he's a good option. I think he's been a very good kind of member of the squad, and he's been very patient. Uh, but he's definitely he's I would say he's definitely made the most of his opportunity to you know the in the recent games that he has played um we appear to be in the minority though unfortunately 59% uh would 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 want to see Callum Chambers sold this summer they'll live to regret it anyway 
Yeah. Um, I mean, I can see, I suppose I can see the argument for selling him on. Um, you know, he's, he's getting older, getting rid of him could potentially make way for, uh, you know, for, for younger players. You know, we got William Saliba coming back, um, yeah, yeah, from, that's from his loan. So, mm. uh, you know, I can c- kind of see the argument, but yeah, I, I, I wouldn't, he wouldn't be at the top of my list to, uh, to, to get rid of, um, Chelsea made another substitution. Uh, Hakim Ziyech has come on for uh, Azpilicueta. Um, I haven't really been keeping up too closely with the uh, substitutes, to be honest. Um, just seeing if there are any... Oh, it looks like Chelsea did make a substitute at halftime. Uh, Hudson Adoy came on for uh, Billy Gilmore. Uh, but anyway, yeah. Score still 1-0. Billy Gilmore um, sounds like that quintessential 80s protagonist character name. Billy Gilmore. Ugh. Anyway. Yeah, it does. It yeah, it doesn't sound like a real guy, does it? It does, it sounds like if you were gonna, if you were gonna make like a British version of Back to the Future, the the kid's name would be called Billy Gilmore. <laughs> yeah. Um. Next up, we got, uh, and I th- this is going to be a fairly easy one. Uh, next up, we got Willian. Oh yeah, Sell uh, because why? Why? Uh, yeah. Go go to MLS get him out of or here. wherever. Go um, go go hang out in MLS. You earn way more money playing MLS for LA Galaxy. Yeah, like yeah, it'd be there. much easier, much less risk of injury. It's yeah, um, yeah. Ninety two point eight percent want to see the back of of Willian. I think that that may be the highest out of the whole poll. Um, yeah, ninety two point eight percent want Willian gone. Um, next up, we got uh, Danny Ceballos on loan from Real Madrid. Mm. Uh, you want him sent back, or do you think we should keep him? I just think he's too much of. A, he's been. It's like he's got some potential, baby. He he has that. Also has that kind of. He wants to bring the ball forward, but unfortunately, he's too much of a liability. I feel he's always got. He's gonna do something. So yeah. I don't, know, I don't. He has the yeah. He has the potential to make a game losing mistake at any minute. Yeah. So I'm probably being a minority, but I would rather just say send him back to Madrid. Personally, I just think yeah. Nah. Well, actually, uh, <laughs> I, I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna, to, gonna surprise you here, Lawrence. Eighty four point five percent want to see Ceballos sent back to oh, uh, to Madrid. <laughs> um. That may have something to do with the fact that I think it didn't. He, he said in an interview recently that he's going back to Spain this summer. Um, yeah, so he, enough, he's but, but, clearly but. kind of yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't, he's sort of mentally checked out or whatever. Um, oh, substitution for Arsenal as well. Uh, Alex Lacazette has come on for uh, for Aubameyang. Just, um, again, he just for the has last that ten minutes or so. I think it was West Brom. I can't remember when he um, got subbed and he just storms off. And just like I don't want these kind of players around mm. who have a strop every time. Mm. I don't want them around. Go away. Yeah. Go away. I don't want you. Yeah, it, it's it's baby shit. Come on, man. Like it's you know it's it's a team sport. Um, speaking <laughs> speaking of players that uh, are capable of making game losing mistakes at a moment's notice, Granite Jacker. What out. do we reckon? Keep or sell? Get out. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Surprisingly, uh, only fifty-seven point two percent want to uh, want him to be sold. Um, Have they not learned? It, uh, yeah, forty-two point eight percent reckon that he should be kept. Uh, which 
What are they? I seeing? suppose I, I can don't... see the argument for, but it's just I we've. We've been beyond patient with him, uh, and it's it's right. at this point, at this stage of his career, it's just, it's never going to pay off for us. So just move him on, find him somewhere else. I remember, I remember saying, you know, oh, after that fallout he had with the fans, and he was, you know, didn't play for a couple of games, and he came back, and I was saying, oh, what a redemption! He's finally found, but no, he went back to being shit again. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, he <laughs> it was it was weird. Yeah, he was sort of, you know he had that he sort of fell out with the fans. He was stripped of the captaincy, um, and then he, he didn't play for a few weeks. And it was that was sort of in the lead up to well, Emery getting sacked, but also like the the January transfer window. But it looks as though you know it looked as though he was going to be out that January, and then lo and behold, Arteta comes in and decides that he's going to be like a key part of the squad. So, you know, it's sort of it's very firm on the fact that he's not going anywhere. He wants to keep him. And like you said, he was very he was very good for a couple of weeks and then just sort of went right back to classic classic granite. Um yeah. and it's just that's 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 his level. He's just, he's, he's just never going to get better than that. Um anyway, uh Next up, we got uh, we got Mohamed El Nenny. So Mo Mo El Nenny, what do you what do you reckon? You want to keep him? Or so? uh, I think he's been all right. He's good defensive mid. Uh, keep I'm gonna say keep. We need to try and get through these a bit quicker. So I'll, yeah, I'll keep El Nenny. Yeah, um, I would say yeah. I, I I would agree with you. I think El Nenny's a, a good squad option. Um, I would say if if selling him meant that like that was you know if selling him meant that we were going to make room for like you know Joe Willock and Ainsley Baitland Niles and players like that then I'd right. maybe hmm. uh maybe for it um looks as though roughly two-thirds of uh, of the fans want uh El Nini to be sold however so 62.5 percent hmm. um want him out uh next up we got Alex Lacazette uh currently Ooh. our top scorer so yeah. far this season so hmm. I th- actually I is he, I think Aubameyang might have gone back to the top now i can't remember um but yeah i one of our top scorers this season like is that yeah i think uh, sadly to say i don't know i do see him that he could potentially be captain and he has he works hard and he but unfortunately we need someone who's gonna uh, needs to score at least 20 goals a season and unfortunately you're you can't i'm not sure you can really do that anymore and uh, unfortunately i would unfortunately Unfortunately, I would say so. Uh, sadly, not. Yeah, I need to be mm. a bit cutthroat. And uh, I, yeah, I think this this is the first one we're going to disagree on. I, I I would say, I I, I would keep him. Uh, you know, his his relationship with the younger players uh, seems to be yeah. very good. Um, you know, it seems to be kind of a, a like a mentor figure for them. And his role as kind of a Giroud type uh, type figure seems to suit him very well. You know, he's he's a like a you know an impact sub that shows up at the in the big moments for us. Um, or he, you know, the games when Aubameyang hasn't been able to play, he has kind of you know he's 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 stepped up and performed in in those moments. So yeah. I I would want to keep him. Um, it's it, it's sort of fairly evenly split here. Fifty seven point one percent want to keep him versus the forty two point nine percent. That would want him sold. Um, next up, we got uh, David Louise. What do you reckon? I'll sell. Nah, can't be having these yeah. agents in our team. 
He's yeah. Chelsea. Agent. I, yeah, I mean, we, you know, we were talking about how stupid it was to sign, you know, an aging player in the form of Willian earlier, but yeah, David Luiz, get him out of here. Um, 79.3% uh, agree with us. So very much a, uh, well, almost like a Pac-Man shape, just the red, <laughs> the red three quarters there want him out. Um, next up, this you know possibly a, a slightly more controversial one here, Nicolas Pepe. No, uh, this uh, might I, be. We might I, disagree on this one as well. I feel. <laughs> well, I, I I I love Pepe. He's my boy. So uh, he's um, I'm yeah. keeping him. Yeah. He's just, your yeah, unlike I, Saka. Saka is our son that we have together, yeah. but Pepe is your he's my son, son from a previous marriage. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, know, he's your son from I a think, previous marriage that I refuse to acknowledge. Yeah. I think he's been doing very very the redheaded stepchild. I think he just gets a lot of uh, the blame just because of the price tag. But also, I think he's slightly starting to get good, getting some goals. He's made a great goal against West Brom, and he got. Yeah, he works hard. He at least he tries. Yeah. There, there are times I felt against Villarreal, it's like he's like he's filling in at left backs half the time. He's because he's working so hard. It's like, you know, I just think yeah, he, get, he gets blamed a lot and picked on, and I don't like it when. People on all the annoying fans on Twitter are like slagging him off, and I don't like it. And uh, yeah, so it makes me just stick up for him even more. Um, but I should, what's the uh, what's the verdict from the fans? It, well, it's quite close. Again, it, it's fifty-seven point nine percent want to keep him, and forty-two point one percent want to sell him. So you are in the the majority there of of uh, players want people that want to keep him i i would say i don't know i maybe keep him as again as a as a squad option but i don't think he should be um we shouldn't be relying on him no well, because he's not yeah. he's just not reliable he's not he's not a reliable guy um so i uh, yeah I, I i would be tempted to to say sell him just cuz he you know he's had two seasons and He's starting to get a bit better, but it does kind of feel like it's a, a little too late. Um, next up, we've got Ainsley Maitland-Niles, uh, currently on loan at, at West Brom. Uh, what do you reckon of Ainers? Well, this is sick. These are all these the uh, these kids. Well, he's not really a kid anymore, but these are the ones who grew up through the Arsenal Academy. I just maybe I'm gonna get a bit too sentimental, but I just feel we need that core of the Arsenal Academy. We need to keep players like it. So I would. I don't know. I, 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 depends on where he would be picked. Mm. Where would he play? We've got the right back and left back area filled. Where else could he play? Maybe on the right midfield or even a centre mid. Uh, well, it, I mean, yeah. Similarly to um, to Callum Chambers, I think yeah, he, he started out as a midfielder, but ended up kind of playing in a more defensive role. So, I mean, yeah, he's he's an option you know he's kind of he's a guy that can kind of like fill in wherever you feel like incidentally Hector Bellerin has been substituted off having having come on as a substitute um, looks like he's picked up an injury so mm, Callum Chambers problem. has come on too for prone. the final couple of minutes yes yeah too too um, as well no, I would I would keep Ainsley. so you you would you want to keep him yeah um, I, I I would agree yeah I I, I would keep him um it, I mean, it's very close on this one. It's, it's a real, uh, it's a real kind of Brexit result. It's fifty fifty one point nine percent say we should sell him, 
versus the 48.1% that want to keep him. So almost exactly, almost almost split down the middle there. Um, next up, we got Eddie and Ketia. Uh, what would you mm. what would you reckon there? Should we keep him or sell him? Ooh. Hmm. I think he needs more time in the squad. He needs more time, he needs more game time. So I don't know. I wish he... Uh, hmm. Maybe he needs to go to a smaller club. I sound hip- hypocritical now. Oh, you wanted to keep the uh, <laughs> academy players. Um, I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Uh, I'll just, I'll just <laughs> uh, how much could you even get for Eddie and Ketio? I don't know. If uh, he's twenty million, maybe I don't know. Uh, I I say keep because. I'm gonna say keep. Gonna need a pressure for an I'll answer. Say, what are you gonna keep? Keep. I'll say keep. Keep. Okay. All right. Um, looks as that well. Majority of people want him. Want him gone. Sixty-seven point three percent. Reckon that he should be let go. I agree with you. I think I wouldn't want to see him go just yet. I, it, it feels like he's got more to offer the club. Maybe he could do with another loan spell out somewhere else. Um, just for you know, for a season or half a season. Um, but yeah, I I, I wouldn't want to get rid of Eddie uh, just uh, just yet. Um, next up, we got Thomas Partey. Uh, you want to keep, keep or sell? Keep because he is like our best midfielder. Yeah, <laughs> he is the he is goat. He is uh, yeah. I feel so bad for him. He's like you are playing for Atletico Madrid. We're going to win. <laughs> Might win the league in Spain yeah. and you've come here um, I feel so bad for you. I'm so sorry I'm so sorry about your quality it's, yeah I feel like because he, he's been I feel, he's been getting some shit from pundits as well saying that it's like you know they, they signed Thomas Partey he hasn't been as good as they hoped he would be and it's just like I feel like <clears> he's sort of done the best he can you know he's, had he's to, constantly he's had to, being given like way too much to do yeah. for like for one player in his position like he needs to be alongside someone else and we yeah. don't have anyone that's good enough really to play alongside him just, at the moment so he's being given just way too much to do just El Nene and that's it maybe but again it's like it's not El Nene is kind of like yes. yeah not, again not it's like yeah I'd say like Partey's El, El Nene's El Nene's fine but like yeah. Thomas Partey is like you know he's he's world class you know he like is. he is like you know Thomas Partey is he 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 could be in any he walks any into any squad. in Europe he could be he, winning tro- he could be winning trophies in any team in Europe pretty much and it's like we're having to kind of uh you know we're making him play alongside fucking Danny Ceballos um like a, a anyway, player who next you were up we got a rival to, with not so long like a two years ago or whatever a year ago and it's like yeah now you're in midfield together Go on, I try know, and be God. a partnership. Um, <laughs> yeah, you guys can get along. You both used to play in Spain, right? Yeah. You probably live near each other. You're neighbours. <laughs> um, next up, we've got Joe Willock, uh, who's currently alone uh, at keep. Newcastle. Uh, what do you keep. reckon? I want to keep yeah, him. Keep, I, I would say, yeah, keep. He looked, he looked good before he went out on loan, and he's looked... Better while he's been out on loan. Um, yeah, sixty-one point one percent of Arsenal fans think yeah we should keep Joe Willock. Um, Syed Kalasinac is next up. He's currently on loan. Uh, is, is it Schalke? Yeah, he's, uh, he's they out. got 
relegated, I think, over the weekend, Schalke. Oh, uh, yeah, they did, yeah. And, uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, I don't know. I'd probably say sell because I think, eh, time, time to sell, time to sell. I, yeah, we've not, we've not missed him. Um, I don't think it, yeah, I, I haven't, I haven't at any point this, this season thought, man, we shouldn't have loaned him out. You know, there's been other, as we've said, you know, Joe Willock, Ainsley Maitland-Niles probably shouldn't have loaned them out, but, or, you know, even Torreira, you know, kind of just like maybe we shouldn't have loaned him out. But yeah, Sai Kalasinac, don't miss him. Um, don't think it's really his fault. Uh, just it's, yeah, we don't, we don't need him in this squad currently. Um, overwhelmingly, uh, 94.8% also of uh, fans agree. I uh, think that he, he should be sold. Um, so yeah, kind of a, a no brainer there. Um, Reese Nelson is next up. What do you reckon? Should we keep uh, uh, we keep Reese or not? Yeah, again, I'm going to say keep, but he probably needs to be loaned. Or if he's not going to get any time playing, but I'm going to say still keep because you know he's part of, he's part of the academy. Yeah, you know, we need to keep. Maybe send him out again. Maybe send him out on loan. Yeah, yeah. Um. The yeah, the, I mean, interestingly, uh, the majority here seem to want him out. Sixty one point four percent think we should sell him. Um, I think there's still some potential there. Uh, next up, Gabriel Martinelli. Uh, this one Keep. seems again like a bit of a no brainer. <laughs> Keep yeah, um, yeah. 92.8%. Uh, I think we should we should keep Martinelli. Um, yeah, I mean, what can you say? Um, Cedric Suarez uh, is next uh, up. Uh, what I, do you reckon? Keep or sell Cedric? I, I like Cedric. I keep. I think he's way better than Bellerin. I yeah. like Cedric. I th- yeah, I, I agree. That, yeah, I, I would say keep Cedric the entertainer, even if he's even if he is just sort of a, like a squad player, even if he's not necessarily the first choice. I think he's 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 a good uh, depth option. Um, but we are in the minority, well, the slight minority. Fifty four point one percent think we should sell Cedric. Um, next up, uh, <laughs> again, this is a pretty obvious one. Emil Smith Rowe. Do you think keep. we should keep Emil Smith Rowe? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. At 94.2% agree. Uh, yes, we should keep email. Email Smith Rowe should be kept at all costs. Uh, and then finally, uh, Martin Odegaard, currently on loan from Real Madrid. We won against Chelsea, uh, 1 0. Oh, is that that's a final score? Is it? Oh, final score, uh, 1 0 to the Arsenal. I didn't see that. All right. Wow. <laughs> so we just. That means that Chelsea are one of the few teams we've actually done the double over this season. Oh, yeah, we we <laughs> there's like there's like no teams that we beat home and away this season. I think it's like there's like West Brom and Chelsea, and that's it. Yeah. That's Great. amazing. <laughs> um, okay, well, that's a, a well. I was going to say that a big three points, but like not. Re- I mean, even if we win all of our remaining games, it still. I mean, it doesn't really. Most we can get is sixty. I suppose there's so. a chance. I mean, there's yeah, there's a chance that Spurs could like fuck things up so badly that we end up overtaking them and you know sneak into seventh maybe. But uh, who knows? Anyway, yeah, beating Chelsea. I mean, beating Chelsea away is a that's a that's a big one. Um, so that's yeah. that's fun. <laughs> um, but yeah. Martin Odegaard on loan from Real Madrid. Uh, what do you reckon? Nah, should we keep nah. him or should we send him back? I had high hopes 
Uh, but nah, sorry, nah. Okay. I mean, yeah, the likelihood of us being able to keep him anyway is um, is going to be fairly low if we're not playing in Europe. So I, I doubt we'd be able to to keep him. Um, the majority, I mean, yeah, two thirds of, of the fans want him want him to stay. Sixty six point two percent should stay. <laughs> I uh, I don't know. I, I reckon I I I would like to see what he could do over the course of a full season with Arsenal, but. Like I said, it, it's not. There's just no way it's not going to happen. Like, I should have um, listened to um. So the, yeah, that, the that, stats that um Pez give him, they gave him like ninety for dribbling. I was like, oh, he might be quite good at dribbling. Then. He's hardly done anything. But um, <laughs> ninety dribbling, Are you sure? Yeah, ain't done much dribbling. Oh, whatever. He is he is one of the few midfielders that plays the ball forward. I've noticed though, he does he he. He doesn't tend to be one of the culprits that just passes sideways or backwards. I feel like he does at least try to move the play forward. Maybe, had, maybe if we had a better manager, but never mind. That's uh, that's coulda woulda. Yeah, wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> uh, yeah, we can dream. Well, that sort of that that brings things to an end quite nicely. Then, so yeah, full time. Um, yeah, we beat Chelsea one nil. Uh, and uh, we've decided which Arsenal players should uh, should go, which ones should stay. So what's so weird is pretty good. Uh, we have the same number of goals conceded as um, Man United, thirty-eight goals conceded. But we've just the only problem is just been goals. They've scored like eighteen more goals than us. That's that's the difference. Is yeah, you need someone who can score twenty goals a season at least. And this has been our problem. And hardly anyone in our midfield yeah. has got many goals. It's like, I think like Smith Rowe's got two now. That's probably the highest of all our midfielders. I mean, well, maybe Saka. As yeah, well, thinking but. about it, it probably is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Partey hasn't scored any. Odegaard's not got any. I don't think Danny. I think Danny Ceballos has scored one. I think. Um, anyway. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, we don't. We. That's another thing. We we used to have goals throughout the team under Wenger as well. You'd fit, you know, there'd be like games where we'd win like, you know, we'd score like five or six goals and it, they'd be scored by five or six different players, you know. Uh, th- yeah. that just that just doesn't happen anymore. You miss having like Ramsey. Oh, Ramsey. <laughs> oh god. He said he's he said he'd be open to leaving Juventus in the summer. Yeah, come it's back. just like, oh god, come please back. come back. <laughs> Bring come him back. home. Bring, Bring our boy back. home. Just anyway, Juventus. Come on, they 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 fucked up this season. Come on, let's bring him back. Yeah, yeah. Nobody. I yeah. Fuck him. I, yeah. Fuck Juventus. Just uh, and I know I know we've just said we shouldn't be signing players over a certain age, but it's different when it's Ramsey. <laughs> it's you know. Yeah. It's he could still he could still do a job in this midfield, and I feel like he'd also probably. Because he probably knows all of these youngsters as well. Like he would have been at the club when they were still coming through. So I feel like he could again, he, you know, he could be a good mentor figure to you know Smith Rowe and Joe Willock and Reese Nelson, all those guys. Um. Anyway, unusually for us, we've talked a lot of football uh, on this episode, so we should probably do some cultural appropriation to even it out. So here we go. This is cultural appropriation. And uh, this is. This is the bit where we move away. <laughs> Lawrence is anxious because he hasn't really thought about anything to yeah. recommend. 
Uh, but this is the bit where we talk about things that are outside of football, you know, culture, you know, telly and films and music and that, uh, that you, the listener may enjoy. So Lawrence, have you, do you want me to go first or? You go first. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll do mine first. Um, I, I, I sort of succumbed to peer pressure, I guess. And, uh, I started watching line of duty. Um, I, I know everybody sort of, everybody's going, everybody's going crazy for this most recent series. And then they got really angry about the ending. Um, I haven't gotten to the ending yet. I, I've, I've been sort of working my way through the, the, the various uh, seasons of it. Um, I do. I my hunch is that the backlash about the ending is similar to you know people that got mad about like the ending of Game of Thrones and stuff. It's just once things once shows reach a certain level of popularity, there's just no there's no way of ending it that's going to satisfy everyone or that everyone's going to be happy with. And a lot of it is to do with like the fact that people spend ages. Uh, you know, working on their own kind of like fan theories about what's going to happen. And then when that doesn't happen, they sort of take it weirdly personally and, and act like, you know, act like the writers aren't, uh, <laughs> aren't paying attention to them or whatever. Um, but no, I gotta say it, it's, it, it, it's, it's very in- enjoyable or well, enjoyable is maybe not the right word. It, it's very watchable. Um, you know, there's six episodes each season. It's sort of, it manages to kind of be like a, it's sort of straightforward kind of police procedural, you know, it's, it's centered on a, a, uh, an anti-corruption unit in the police force. So, you know, they're, they're, they're dealing with bent coppers. Um, but it's also kind of like an anthology because each series focuses on a different department, a different case they're investigating. So it means that you've got, you know, you've got these sort of core cast of sort of three characters or so that work in the anti-corruption unit, but then they're able to kind of bring in these uh, pretty high profile actors to sort of, you know, play um, these other characters, you know, across the various seasons, you got people like uh, Keely Hawes, Tandy Newton, Stephen Graham, who I, I, I just, just finished the series with Stephen Graham in it. And he is fantastic. I mean, I, I, I'm a Stephen Graham stan. I absolutely, I will watch pretty much anything with Stephen Graham in it. He truly, truly does kind of elevate whatever he's in. I think he's, he's absolutely brilliant. Um, but yeah, so they're able to kind of have these, uh, these sort of amazing actors uh, kind of pop up for, you know, five or six episodes in, in each season playing, uh, you know, a copper that may or may not be bent, or if they are bent, it's bent in a way that you wouldn't expect. Um, it's yeah, it, you know, it, it rattles along. It's very watchable, easy to binge, um, you know, because of the, the, the kind of the, the short, size of the seasons and, and that um so uh, yeah i recommend line of duty if if there is anybody out there that isn't already that hasn't already watched it you know i feel like i'm probably the last person to to be watching it and it seems kind of redundant to recommend it but uh, yeah check out line of duty um and i've also been playing on the nintendo switch recently uh they they've finally released a like a new pokemon snap game uh, in fact it's literally called new pokemon snap you know 20 odd years after the original on the n64 um which was so much fun uh, there's a new pokemon snap where you just kind of you know travel through different landscapes and take photos of pokemon like you know like you're a wildlife photographer and there's all these different ways you can interact with the landscape like you can throw bits of food out to the pokemon or you can play like a little bit of music and see if they react to that and and things like that so it's um yeah that's a lot of fun very relaxing very kind of you know soothing and and chill to kind of just travel through these various environments and kind of you know 
taking <laughs> photos of these fictional creatures in their natural habitat. You know, that's 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 fun. So check out new Pokemon Snap and Line of Duty. And uh, I'll also say check out um, the song Dancing Queen by ABBA because it, it slaps. Uh, so, yeah, check out Dancing Queen. Lawrence, uh, I've <clears throat> been talking for a while now. Hopefully you've yeah. thought of something to recommend. Well, okay. It would just be a, a YouTube channel, YouTube channel that I uh, found mm. recently. It's just called, simply called Films and Stuff. <laughs> it's like these kind mm. of okay. video, video-y essay things that people do on YouTube, which I thought it was okay. It was, it was all right. I was, you know, I, I, I'm not the, um, I'm not like a film student-y nerd kind of guy, but I do enjoy. I watch yeah, someone's video. Cool. I I watch someone's uh, video on a on a film or TV series or whatever, and I think, oh, that was a, that's a, he had one on that caught that caught me initially. Films and stuff was uh, did one on the uh, Jurassic World, Jurassic Park series, or more mm. specifically, the Jurassic World. How it was kind of like uh, anyway. But yeah, I won't spoil it, but uh, you should. If you want to check it out, uh, films and stuff, quite simple. It's films and the ampersand, is that how you say it? Yes. And stuff. But there's things on like the Avengers and the Mandalorian. and As as usual, if you want to make a film uh, YouTube video essay channel, you've got to do it on at least one Star Wars movie, but there's, there's... also, things on the Matrix, yeah, you got to find yeah, Planet of the Apes. Whether it's whether it's a Star Wars thing or whether it's an Avengers thing, you get you get at least one Disney property. Yeah. You have to, uh, you got to get There's in there. You know, one on the found thing. in the muck with all the all the Disney freaks. Yeah, as um, yeah, there's all sorts of other films as well. Uh, Star Trek is also Lord of the Rings, blah blah. blah. You got all, all the films that we've all seen, and uh, yeah, I, I like it. I liked it. Films and stuff. It was, it was pretty. No. Films and stuff. Um, did you? Uh, can we get a Resident Evil update from you? Have you had a chance oh, to play it? Oh, there's all sorts of crazy fucked up shit in this game. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. I don't know if I, <laughs> I don't know if I want to spoil it. Um, I yeah, think, yeah, maybe it's a bit too soon after it's come I've out. I've watched to, lots uh, of. Uh, I've watched lots of. Um, let's plays and stuff and it's just like damn there is some it's kind of is like a celebration of all the good risen all the good aspects of risen evil the previous installments mm. it's like it's like sort of a best of it's like, it's like it's like brown bread it's like the best of both you know it's like best of risen evil 4 best of risen evil 1 2 best of risen evil 3 it's it's like it's got all these all the things and you know, with all the other horror movie cliches, and there's also been like, apparently, like some movie I can't remember if it was a Japanese movie or it was like one of these horror movies that like supposedly they stole some of the enemy designs from. But it could be, could be. I mean, mm. There's one or two that look very like, yeah, you might have stolen this one. But other than that, it's looks pretty good. Looks pretty good. I yeah, really probably. Like- I mean, yeah, there was there was a whole thing about like was it the seventh one where people say that it's it, you know it's it's quote unquote very heavily influenced by uh, PT. The, yeah, um, yeah. I think they Silent were Silent Hill. Uh, yeah. demo. They were quote unquote making them at the same time. Yeah, whatever. But yeah, there's lots <laughs> of there is that 
lots of elements. But yeah, there is there is there is there is one thing that really disturbed me in in the new Resident Evil game. That is just I I had nightmares. Uh, it's not, not yeah, yeah, nightmare there potential. Is, it's pretty fucking. Yeah, I've, 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 yeah, I've, I've seen people tweeting that there is like a, yeah, there's like a genuinely like, uh, yeah, like a, a truly disturbing, um, whatever you want to call it, villain or character in the in the the new game. Um, so yeah, looking forward to you know uh, memes and stuff about that at, at some point in the future. Um, was that uh, so? That's 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 it, isn't it? That's we've 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 done we've we've done the episode. We finished the episode, right? I think so. We've we've been going on a very long time, but we owe it to our listeners. Well, yeah, uh, doing the, um, a podcast in a long time. Yeah, yeah, we owe we owe the listeners content, and also, well, I mean, also we were kind of you know sort of giving a commentary on the uh, on the Chelsea match. Yeah. Um, Looking at the table, it, when you first look at the table now, it, it, it you know it's kind of encouraging because you see that we're in uh, we're in eighth, uh, but then you realise that like Everton, we're ahead of Everton on goal difference, but then Everton have got two games in hand yeah. on us, um, and you know we're one point behind Tottenham, but they also have a game in hand. Um, so uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway. If you've enjoyed this episode of Junior Funners or have been affected by any of the issues mentioned, uh, follow us on Twitter. We're at Junior Funners. Uh, send us an email, you know, ask us a, a question or send us a comment uh, to our, our email address, juniorfunners at gmail.com. We're also on Facebook if, if anyone out there is still on Facebook. Um, me and Lawrence are also on Twitter. I'm at Ollie Munster. Uh, Lawrence is at IB Online. And um still trying to get to five hundred. It's still we, not there. Like I uh mm. uh I mean boo and indeed who. Uh I, I Yeah. Yeah. I'm um, trying to I'm trying to <laughs> just trying to Yeah. Anyway. You're desperate to become one of the one of the uh one be, of the big accounts. Yeah, one of the cool people. Yeah. Yeah. No, you don't, I don't the, want to yeah, be one of those cool people because they always turn out to be awful people. Always. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. People that <laughs> people on Twitter are the fucking worst. So yeah. follow us on Twitter, uh, and um, yeah, you know, bye. <laughs>